Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. There's a call comes ringing o'er the restless waves. Send the light, send the light. There are souls to rescue, there are souls to save. Send the light. Send the light. We will spread the everlasting light with a willing heart and hand. Giving God the glory evermore, we will follow His command. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light and let its radiant beams light the world, light the world forevermore, forevermore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light. Let us gather jewels for a crown above. Send the light, send the light. We will spread the everlasting light with a willing heart and hand. Giving God the glory evermore, we will follow His Blessed gospel light, let it shine, let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light and let its radiant beams light the world, light the world forevermore, Delker is joined by Bob Edwards and Bob Seamount now to bring us a musical picture of ivory palaces. Oh, oh, oh. 
our Heavenly Father. We pray for thy blessing upon this broadcast and upon every listener. And this we ask in Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee, near to the heart of God. Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, the Holy Angels. One day a gospel worker in Africa, walking down a hot, dusty road with a bullock cart and his helper, came to a little stream and decided to refresh himself with a swim. He found a quiet pool, sat down on the bank, began to untie his shoes. Suddenly he seemed to hear a voice say to him, Don't bathe here. There's danger. Startled, he jumped up and looked around. He could see no one. He could see no cause for alarm in the pool and was sure there were no crocodiles in such a small stream. Then he looked cautiously in the brush surrounding the place. Finding nothing dangerous, he returned to the pool and again began to take off his shoes. 
Again the voice came, do not bathe here, there's danger. He decided he must be imagining things, so continued to unlace his shoes. All at once a strange thing happened. His hands became so weak and trembling, he could not control them. They were powerless. Jumping to his feet, he exclaimed, there is danger here, but I wouldn't believe. God must be warning me. So he abandoned his plan to swim there and went farther up the stream where he bathed without incident. As he retraced his steps down the river, he was still wondering about the warning he had received. Slipping out through the brush, he was still unable to find any cause for danger until he circled around and came quietly to a spot where he could look down into the pool where he had first intended to swim. There, lying motionless on the surface of the water, was one of the largest crocodiles he'd ever seen in Africa. It was then he realized the danger from which God had saved him. He tossed a rock at the old fellow and saw him disappear beneath the surface and set his trap again for any unwary creature that might step into the water. Certainly, this worker for God did not wait until Thanksgiving Day or even until prayer meeting night to thank the Heavenly Father for his watchfulness and care. Every time since then that he has thought about the crocodile that missed its supper, he has repeated to himself softly and reverently the words of Psalm 34, 7, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, and delivereth them. It was the teaching of the very earliest Christians that every person born into this world has a guardian angel. I can still remember a picture that hung in our home when I was a boy. It was of a little child coming alone to a dangerous crossing over a mountain stream along the side of a great cliff. And there by his side in tender mercy was an angel guiding him with his hand. The Bible says a great deal about angels, yet one may go to church for many years and never hear a sermon on the subject of angels. Tens of thousands of Christians really do not understand who the angels are, their nature, their work, their origin, their destiny. First of all, let us state plainly that the angels are not the spirits of our beloved dead. For the angels appeared as cherubim at the gate of paradise before man ever died. Genesis 3:24. The angels are intelligent, tangible, spiritual beings. We read in Psalm 8, verse 5, For thou hast made him, that is man, a little lower than the angels. And of our Redeemer the Apostle says, For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham, that is the nature of man. Hebrews 2:16. The angels were created by God before the creation of man. This is clear from the fact that a vast host of them joined Lucifer, the high angel, in his rebellion against God and were cast out of heaven. This shows they were also on probation the same as man. Jude tells us that the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So then there are both good and evil angels. That angels may appear as tangible beings is clear from the record in the 18th chapter of the book of Genesis. Three of them appeared to Abraham and accepted his hospitality. Read the very interesting story of it, how they ate. They spoke to him and he could see them. They appeared as men but were actually angels. And of this experience we read in Hebrews 13:2, Be not forgetful to entertain 
strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. While angels may appear as real tangible beings, they are still spiritual beings. For we read in 1 Corinthians 15.44, there is a spiritual body as well as a natural body. We may not be able to see God's protecting angels always. Remember the young servant of Elisha. He was worried when he saw the enemies about the city in which they were living. But the prophet prayed, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. 2 Kings 6, 17. And then the young man saw the hosts of God, the angelic hosts, protecting him and his master in time of danger. What about the number of the angels? Did not our Savior say in the Garden of Gethsemane, Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray my Father, and he will presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? Matthew twenty-six fifty-three. A Roman legion was from five to six thousand. So at a word, Christ could have had more than sixty thousand angels to defend him. On the Isle of Patmos, the holy apostle John was given a view of the heavenly host and endeavored to express their number by speaking of them as 10,000 times 10,000. That's 100 million. Then he adds, and thousands of thousands, Revelation 5:11. In Hebrews 12:22, the angels are referred to as an innumerable company. The angels are glorious beings also. In Matthew 28, verses 2 to 4, we read of the angel of the resurrection. And there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning. For fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. In Ezekiel, first chapter, 14th verse, we read of the heavenly angels that ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. The speed of lightning, mind you, the speed of light. When in time of special need the prophet Daniel prayed to God for help, the angel Gabriel was sent to him from heaven and reached the prophet before his prayer was finished. This record is in Daniel 9, verses 21 to 23. The power of the angels is revealed in the experience of King Hezekiah when Jerusalem was surrounded by an overwhelming army of Assyrians. The king cried to God for deliverance. During the night, a single angel sent from God defeated the Assyrians with a loss of 185,000 of that mighty host. 2 Kings 19.35 The ministry of angels is recorded all through the Bible. Angels met the patriarch at his tent door. They appeared to a distressed husbandman threshing his wheat under an oak tree. An angel appeared with a drawn sword to an apostate prophet who was trusting his own wisdom and trying to outwit God. In the New Testament, we read of an angel who delivered the persecuted apostles from prison. An angel appeared to King Herod only to smite him because of his sin. Wherever we are, in every apartment, every corner, no matter how alone we may seem to be, let us pay respect to our angel. Let us not dare to do before him what we would not do before others. Think of the respect, the awe, modesty, honor, and reverence with which we would behave in the sight of God's angels could we see them. After we've made an honest pledge, let us not try to avoid it by saying it was a mistake. Remember the words of the Holy Scriptures. 
Neither say thou before the angel that it was an error. Ecclesiastes 5, 6. The angels are God's messengers. The word angel means messenger. The statement of the apostle is very clear on the ministry of angels, as we read it in Hebrews 1, 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool? He did say it to Jesus, but not to an angel. Are they not all ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for them who shall be the heirs of salvation? According to the New Testament, the guardian angels have their work to do for each believer. Matthew 18, 10. Take heed, he says, that ye despise not one of these little ones. Remember, these are the words of Jesus. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. Turn to the 12th chapter of Acts. Here we have the story of the apostle Peter cast into prison by Herod. He was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. There were guards at the front door. His execution was scheduled for the next day. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise, go quickly. His chains fell off from him. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. The apostle didn't understand what was taking place. He thought it was a dream. But when he came to himself, he realized that it was all real and true. And he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod. Then Peter went to the home of Mary, the mother of John, where the disciples were gathered praying for his release. And when he knocked, a girl by the name of Rose came to the door. And when she saw who it was, she was so happy she didn't even wait to open the door, but ran back to tell the rest. They couldn't believe that the apostle had been delivered. It was too good to be true. They said, it is his angel. That's verse 15. Showing that the early Christians believed the wonderful truth about guardian angels. In the 91st Psalm, we have a special promise for God's people in time of trouble. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. You see, friends, we are never alone. As the Apostle Paul reminds us, Christians are made a spectacle to the world and to angels and to men. 1 Corinthians 4, 9. So the holy angels have ministered to the apostles and prophets and to the people of God in general. We could read from page after page, verse after verse in the Holy Bible about them. At last the angels will play an important part in the final judgment scene. They who have kept the record of our lives will testify before God in the inhabitants of the unfallen worlds. The sublime scene of judgment pictured in Daniel 7:10. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. After that judgment scene, these holy messengers of God will come to earth as the angel reapers of the final harvest. Jesus describes this in Matthew 13, 37. He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. The reapers are the angels. Are we ready to see and behold with our eyes that shining host? And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. 
And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Matthew 24, 30 and 31. Again, radio friend, we ask the question, are we ready to see that angel host? Judgment has set, the books have been opened. How shall we stand in that great day when every thought and word and action God the righteous judge shall weigh? How shall we stand in shall we stand in that great day? Shall we be found before him wanting? Or with our sins all washed away? Oh, how shall we stand that moment of searching when all our sins those books reveal when from that court each case decided shall be granted no appeal how shall we stand stand in that great day? Shall we be found before him wanting? Or with our sins all washed away? God has promised us help whenever we need it. So let us keep looking up and go forward in faith. Have faith in God, the angel hosts on high. Have faith in God, to human help they fly. Have faith in God, unseen but ever nigh. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this transcribed program of ours has served to bring you spiritual blessing today. And we invite you to join us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. And we say to one and all everywhere, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.